Welcome to Your Security, a podcast on walking victimless in today's world. I'm Gabriel Grimes. In this podcast, I discuss how to stay alert and situationally aware no matter where you are or where you go. So, the question I I have been asked many, many times is, what do I wear? I'm traveling internationally, I don't know what to wear. Whether it's by plane or bus or boat, these are one of the questions that I think stumps a lot of people, at least the people that are, you know, conscious on what they're doing. I'm standing here in my highly developed and uh, prepared sound room, i.e. my garage, with <laughs> a cup of, uh, of Joe in my where are you Starbucks Seattle mug it's delicious it's 6 30 in the morning and I'm waiting for the rest of the family to wake up and uh, get going and me uh, off to work and off to uh, talking with clients and getting them ready and prepared for what they have to do but before I moved on and and jumped into today's work and activities, I really wanted to take some time and address something that, like I mentioned, is a question many, many people have. What do I wear? And I know it sounds uh, interesting. I mean, for the most part, security people are not really concerned with what we wear um, because what we wear has to, well, what we wear many times is defined by what we're trying to do at the time. So, and it's not really a topic of discussion among security professionals. But <clears throat> when I do talk to my clients, I do talk to people that I am preparing a security protocol for, or process for then it is a topic that I add to their folder and get them prepared as they go internationally or even nationally to uh, maybe to a high-risk city or maybe they're going to a city that is known for a certain type of nefarious activity whether it be a theft or an assault so uh, you know what to wear is definitely a concern and it's a good question to ask uh, what 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 do you wear normally you know I speak to several people um, and they've told me I've spoken to several people about this and they're wondering and what they've done is they've you know they wear a suit, if it's a, a lady, they wear a pants suit, or they wear a biz, some sort of business attire, they look really good when they get on that plane and they're gonna go meet their clients. And that's totally fine. Uh, because what you're doing and when you're traveling, you are traveling for a reason. And it may not be for leisure, it may not be a vacation, it's something that is important, it's something that you really want to to shine at, right? So it's not something that you want to look 
poorly, you want to look, you want to dress the part. So your dress is defined by your activity that you're going to do at the other end, uh, or where you land um, at the end of your tr- of your um, your travel uh, at the end of the airplane trip. But it's important to realize that just as we dress to impress, or we dress to for the occasion of where we're going, there are other people out there who would wish us ill will or would like to take advantage of us that are also looking for that sort of person. In other words, that person that fits a certain profile. Now, when I look at somebody and I see them wearing jeans, uh, an a average brand shoe, um, I don't really necessarily see them as a person that is dripping wealth, okay? And so, as a average bad guy, the bad guy would not see that person either as someone who would fit a profile that would bring him a good return on investment. Because honestly, the bad guys here are looking for good return on investment. And what are they investing? They're investing their time, their effort, and possible injury by approaching someone and forcing them to give them some sort of of money or remuneration or some sort of uh, something of value. And they're trying to figure out who has who will give them that best return on investment. So if they see a person that is dressed simply, then the thought of spending the time at, with that person just doesn't seem reasonable and so they'll move on to someone that does look reasonable. Then again, if they see someone that has uh, higher-end clothing and they have the gold watches and then they have the or the dripping earrings with diamonds or or they have a, uh, a Gucci purse these things look appealing but if that person is traveling with two or three other people then the struggle or the effort that he is going to invest in trying to get that bag or to get some sort of value out of the interaction kind of goes down because the likelihood of them being uh, attacked or um, violently pushed back is higher and it would take a lot more time so they're thinking of all these different things at the same time we on the other end are saying how do we stay away from those sort of encounters right so it's important to wonder and to consider what do we wear and i want to tell you an interesting story um of a client of mine i'll, I'll call him paul and uh so Paul, if you hear this story and you feel like it's you, Paul, it's not you. It's James. <laughs> Just kidding. No. So this is my client, Paul. And I told him the same thing I'm telling you now, how to dress. And by the end of this podcast, you will have a good idea of what to dress, how to dress. Now, I can't point out the clothing that you need to wear because everyone's different and every location is different but I can I will give you the right guidelines to follow to know what to wear where you're going in any case back to Paul 
So Paul, uh, I, I told him, you know what, you, you, need, you can't show off that level of achievement when you travel internationally. When you're going to this country, you cannot wear the watch and the rings and you know you cannot show that level of wealth so he listened to me but only to a degree he didn't wear the watch and he took off the the gold ring and he didn't he made sure there was no uh, gold chains that were visible around his neck or gold or silver bracelets on but he was he he loved wearing clothing he was a, a he, he was just one of those people who liked to wear really high-end good clothing i mean who doesn't wear no wear good clothing it fits well it the cloth feels good and that this was paul so he was wearing i mean he was it wasn't unusual to see him wearing you know um Giorgio Armani or Tom Ford suits. This is this is who he was. He was just oh he is. He's still around. <laughs> anyway, he was wearing these Tom Ford suits and and Giorgio Armani, and so he would he would he just could not dress down. And then for his shoes, and I don't know what brand of shoes they were, but they were squeaky shoes. <laughs> and I guess it really has nothing to do with the story, but I just wanted to make a comment. These were high-end leather shoes and they looked fantastic but no matter what happened he was walking he would walk and the shoes would squeak I don't know how to fix that you put like oil on those shoes but it would like squeak squeak just like a little mouse squeak 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 all the way around it was it was hilarious and at times quite nerve-wracking in any case he had squeaky shoes so he goes to his destination and sure enough he gets jacked someone from behind hits his shoulder while someone from the in front grabs his briefcase and as he turns around uh, ready for his kung fu move and defend himself and get his bag back the um, the bad guys had left because we have to recognize and you must realize bad guys don't work on their own they always work in teams there is no one sole bad guy. And if there are, those are the newbies. They're the ones that just don't know what they're doing and they're just trying as hard as they can to, to get something. No, for the most part, uh, at least at, at the level that I'm talking about, bad guys work in teams. And by teams, I mean anywhere from two to uh, much more. I mean, when can you stop numbering teams? But at least two people are always working together. Um, so anyway, one person came from behind, knocked him on the shoulder. The other one grabbed his briefcase from the front as he's twirling around. And he came back later and he said, I did what you told me. You know, I, I, I dressed down. I took the, the watch off and the rings. And, and I said, you, you just took off the jewelry, Paul. You didn't take off everything else. You didn't dress to blend in, you dressed to impress. But then that's not a bad thing, but it's something that you should, you know, pay attention to. 
you know, his suits, his his shoes, and everything else speaks of a level of accomplishment that other people can pick up on rather quickly. And I will tell you more right after this short break. Paul, Paul, Paul. He was definitely an interesting character. Um, I explained to him what he needed to do, and um, he was better. I, you know, from that moment on, I did not hear of any other events where he was uh, assaulted or uh, robbed. So this was a good thing. But and he did come. The only the only injury he suffered was the injury to his pride that his briefcase was was taken. And the important papers, there was nothing really inside the bag, but it was stolen. And the briefcase did cost him some money as well. In any case, it's important to learn from Paul, right? We should always learn from other people's experience and not our own. Granted, experience is the best way to learn. It is the best teacher. But the best teacher is the one that you can watch someone else learn from, and we can learn from that lesson as well. So... How do we dress? So the main focus, and when we when we think about how do we dress, is blending in. So, at 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 my client's level, just the fact that uh, we look, you know, well put together, puts us in a different category. And what I mean by that is, you know, we haircuts, with good haircut, uh, manicures. Uh, pedicures. I'm talking about the the females. I mean, men can have pedicures as well, but we don't normally walk around with uh, open-toed uh, Giorgio Armani shoes. So, <laughs> manicures and pedicures both tell other people of our la- level of accomplishment. Uh, facials, um, where we have you know, well manicured a beard or uh, well placed makeup. Again, like I mentioned, uh, hairstyle, fresh haircut, all these things talk about who we are and other people can see it and and recognize it. So those are things we can't really uh, simplify unless you want to put mud on your face and and, and that's just not, that's not right. I just don't think that's going to happen. So the best thing to do is to blend in in other ways. And the way you can do that is looking around uh, perhaps on TV shows and movies, contact the person that you are going to be seeing at the other end and ask them what other people are doing and wearing. Have your secretary contact their secretary and ask them what is uh, a theme, what, is the, what do people normally wear at, at the airport and, and, um, or through customs. Now, granted, people will immediately recognize who you are and when they recognize who you are they're going to give you that higher level you know higher level instruction and tell you oh you should have this sort of of suit and you should be wearing you know you know the trench coat because it's going to be raining or it's going to be you know damp outside but you then need to remind them that you're not trying to dress to impress the person you're going to go see. You're trying to blend in. So remind your your secretary to ask 
the other secretary for that specific sort of information. How do I blend in? How does Mr. Jones uh, traveling to Heathrow or traveling to uh, Charles de Gaulle, how does he blend in with the rest of the folks there? Now, then the secretary will understand a little bit more and give you some better instruction. But for those people who don't have secretaries and don't have a sophisticated group around them to support their travel, then you need to look online. You can go to different movies, uh, shows. Uh, I would suggest go to YouTube because YouTube is going to be filmed right there. It's not, it's not Hollywood necessarily, and you may find a lot of homemade movies made in those areas, and it gives you a glimpse of what people normally wear. So that is what you need to be using <clears throat> as your external eyes and ears at that hotel or at that airport to understand what people look like in, in the form of dress at those locations and then try to mimic that kind of dress for yourself now when you're going to uh, Rio de Janeiro and you're thinking oh that must mean that we should have uh, <laughs> Hawaiian shirts and shorts and Hawaiian shirts and shorts well not necessarily uh, look on the on the on the video and you'll see that a lot of people are wearing multiple different uh, clothing is very diverse um, but there are a lot of people with flip-flops and I'll tell you what if you arrive there in f jeans and flip-flops uh, for the most part you are going to blend in and no one's going to notice really I know it's kind of strange but that's the truth another thing is you don't have to blend down or blend in so much that you feel like you could never go to a business meeting you know go blend in to business casual and that's that's doable but business casual in the United States is different than business casual in other countries so that's what you need to understand <clears throat> also what you need to be thinking of it when you when you're dressing is what is comfortable to you <clears throat> what's comfortable uh, think about your shirts. Uh, think about your your pants. Don't don't wear clothing that is too tight. You need to be able to move and move quickly. Whether there is a, uh, a catastrophe that may happen and you need to leave the area quickly, run. Can you run? So ask yourself: Can you run in these shoes? Uh, can you run in these pants or this dress? That's the things that you need to be thinking of when you're putting together your your travel gear your travel clothing can I move out of this place quickly is it comfortable to wear and you need to be thinking about where you're putting in all your your documents and hold on a second while I take a drink of my amazing coffee you know <clears throat> where am I gonna put my documents is it the briefcase is it in my jacket all these things you need to be thinking of as well so that you don't lose the documents that you're bringing with you um, you want quick access to your tickets, you want quick access to your passports. Those are the things that you need to be thinking of when you're traveling. I always travel with some sort of jacket or overcoat. It, that sounds really formal, but it can be a leather jacket, it could be um, a jean jacket, it could be, it could be just about anything. It could be 
a flannel shirt that is put on top of my other shirt. And the reason why is that it it cover it allows me to put some of the documents in additional pockets, and it allows me to to uh, cover my my pants pockets. So this is another thing that I'm I'm always concerned about is pickpocketing. Now. It doesn't happen everywhere, but wherever there's a lot of people and there's a lot of people that are bumping into you, that's where you'll find pickpockets. It's just like it's just like fishing, right? When you're a fisherman, you realize that there are certain places where the fish congregate. Whether it's the overhanging trees over a lake or a river, a slower moving water um, along the stream, we you already know that's where the fish congregate. So when you go into a crowd and you see a lot of people it's not just the the amount of people that brings the pickpockets it's the amount of people and the activity that they engage with like bumping into people when you're in the subway it's not unusual for you to be touching a person's shoulder or them bumping into you and so those sort of interactions is what they're looking for to hide their purposeful action of pickpocketing. So that's one of the things that you need to be thinking about. In any case, going back to the clothing, I wear this jacket so that it can cover up my pockets and that makes it a little bit more difficult for the pickpocketer to, to pickpocket. I mean, it doesn't, it's not a foolproof, but it's definitely, it, it helps make it a little bit more difficult. Um, uh, shoes. I mentioned that, right? Comfortable stuff. Wearing shoes. What kind of shoes are the best kind of shoes to wear when you're traveling? Um, you know what? I see no problem in wearing tennis shoes and then having nice shoes in your bag, or and so switching out your shoes when you're getting to the when you go to the meeting. But it has to be comfortable. You have to feel comfortable. You can easily move around and. Let's think about Paul, right? Let's think about Paul and how he wears. It's the whole package. It's everything. It's the clothing. It's also the watch. Not, it's, it's not just the watch. It's not just the jewelry, but it's everything. But a lot of times we dress down in all the areas except for the watch. We forget because a watch is something that we wear all the time. And it's not something that we purposefully put on it's just something that we think is normal but when a watch is worth multiple hundreds of dollars or or maybe thousands of dollars then it becomes a very big target for other people and it actually kind of jumps out at them they can see that from a mile away so consider the watch what kind of watch do you want to wear now I use my phone for the most part to know what the time is and, and there was a time in my life that I decided to try to go completely without a watch and focus and try to find the time in other areas. In other words, I wanted to, to spend the time trying to find time, find the, the time on other watches or clocks that were around me. Because I felt like there was a lot of clocks already around me and that was kind of to help me focus and to be aware and to be alert. If you listen to other podcasts, you'll always remember that uh, my main focus is be alert and be aware. 
And that's what I did. I, I looked and found clocks everywhere and watches everywhere that helped me tell the time. In any case, watches are an important part of your ensemble that you need to pay attention to, to, to purposefully use the right watch when you're traveling. So if this has made sense, do you have a clothing story you'd like to share with me? You know, um, if you're on Anchor, you can send me a message and I would really like that. So if you're an Anchor, send me a message and tell me about your clothing story. Does, did you have a clothing story that was around or surrounded around security? Send it to me. I want to hear about it. Here's one. So I lived in Peru for several years and um, I had my mother-in-law come down with me and we were going down to the downtown area to listen to the storytellers. So if you're in Lima, Peru, this is really cool. Uh, behind the main cathedral, there are these uh, stands, concrete stands, not too large, about 50 feet across maybe. And on Sunday, people will go to those stands in the middle and just tell stories. They'll just tell stories for 30 minutes to an hour. And depending on how well they tell the story and how vivid it is, people pay them money. They stand in a circle around them just listening to their story and they just they pay the money, which is amazing. It's just a really beautiful way to make to make money. Um, like a troubadour. It's just like it's so old world. In any case, there I was with my mother-in-law, my wife, my daughter, and my son, and we're there listening to the story. Well, I'm, I'm looking at, in front of me, there was this little girl about waist high. I don't know how, how old she was, maybe six, five, I don't know, something like that. In any case, I was wondering to myself, where is her mother? And the little girl was looking up at me like, I don't know, kind of blank. She had a blank stare. And as I was looking at her, I was wondering, you know, again, where is the mother? And then I see to my right, there's this lady. And she's a short lady. And so she's just below my shoulders, right? And, and not like I'm a, a monster, huge, tall dude. I, I, I'm 5'8". And anyway, so this, this lady, she's shorter than I am to my shoulder height. And she's looking up at me and she has this strange look and and i don't really know exactly what that look is i'm trying to figure it out at first i think she's lost no she's the mother then i'm thinking it's a mother who's concerned about her daughter maybe she doesn't want that daughter to be her daughter to be so close to me I, i'm just trying to figure out what is this look that she's she's trying to give me and then i realize that the look that she's giving me is the look of i hope you don't realize what I'm doing. You know, the look that your your own kids probably have had multiple times where they say, um, it wasn't me, that kind of look. And I turned, I put my hands in my pockets at that time. So I had a jacket on and in my front pockets, and, and please don't do this, don't put your phones in your front pockets of your jackets. And so I had in my, in my front pocket, I had my iPhone. I jammed my hands in my pockets to find the iPhone, because I imagined that was what was going on. And sure enough, the iPhone was gone. I turned to the lady, and the lady had tried to run away, and I grabbed her hands, and I told her, you know, I, I demanded my phone back, and 
She said she made a big ruckus. She made a scandal. She shouted. And I said, where's my phone? Where's my phone? She wouldn't, she just wouldn't let me do anything. She just yelled and defended herself. And she just made a racket. Then um, I said, I need to see your phone. I need to see your purse. I need to see your purse. Open up your purse. Open up your purse. Finally, she opens up her. She says, oh, okay. I mean, it was like a light switch from refusal to, you know, very loud outbursts against me. She said, okay, uh, sure, whatever. You know, look, at, look at my, my uh, purse. There's no problem. And when she said that, I realized what had happened. So what happened was <laughs> she had pickpocketed me. She had passed the phone to someone else. And she made the distraction. She made a lot of noise. So I would focus on her while her friend, whoever it was that she passed the phone to, disappeared into the crowd. Once she saw that he had disappeared from the crowd, she was able to open up her purse without any concern that she was going to be caught or her friend was going to be caught. It's like, man, that is so smart. In any case, a lesson learned about what to wear when you're going internationally. Well, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. I enjoy bringing you the best of security hacks twice a week. Subscribe, share, send me a message. And as always, remember, you are security.